Bing, bang, boom. It is November 17th, 2018. Oh, yeah. I can't believe it. I, crazy. I, I'll be honest with you. I, I, I was a little nervous to even to start this whole journey. Right. And I'm fired, fired, fired up beyond belief that somebody else wanted to oh, yeah. partake and do no this. Doubt. So, uh, so we're kicking off the first recording of the Mike Farnsworth Audio Project. Yeah. And it's going to be just this. Have uh, cool guests pick their brains. See what they've learned over their course of time, sure, and then move on from there. Easy enough. So, with without, I mean, with a with a, a sincere greatness, excitement, we have our first guest here, Derek Pignoni. Um, I take a minute to to introduce yourself sure. and uh, let well, everybody know. Thank you very much for having me. I feel honored to be the first of many that will be on this podcast. I hope. Um, <laughs> knew you. Uh, our relationship started when. We were in college. Uh, I think we both had like minds, and that's kind of what started the friendship off. And we just have been consistent for the last, I think we were talking earlier, 14 years that's or so. Mind blowing. Um, mind blowing. And it was just a simple me coming over, and your door was open, and we just kind of hit it off. And I think I'm extremely thankful for that. Yeah. Uh, you've been there for a lot of my ride. Um, through life, so it's been interesting. But uh, 35 years old, uh, I live in Hanneker, New Hampshire, um, photographer, and I'm also an administrative assistant at a corporation, uh, an insurance company. So, um, yeah, nothing too crazy, just wife, uh, beautiful wife, uh, coming up on nine years with her. Wow, Married. can't believe that. Same it's thing, crazy. goes by so quick. It does. Yeah. You don't think about it and just... Time goes by. Fourteen-year-old uh, daughter Evelyn, and got my four-year-old son Oliver, and he'll be five next week. So crazy! Excited to see him grow. Crazy, crazy. I remember. I mean, very early on, we we connected. I think uh, Derek, as I refer to him as Pudge, I met him, and he was he's blessed and cursed with the the unbelievable talent of being so super good at so many different things which has just brought him on such a cool life path in such a short amount of time. Like you said, 14 years. Right. I mean, the stuff that you've done in that amount of time. And like I said, I think that you're so diverse that it's been super cool to see like all the different things that you've done and done really good at it. Thank you. And I think that is just makes for such a cool story. So I'm pumped that, pumped well, that you're here. And see, I follow that with you as well. I mean, I think that's, we have so many great talents and I think that the stories that we can share with each other just kind of keep it fresh and interesting yeah there's not and, enough time no there really isn't so uh but good good things yeah i agree i agree i think i think it has i think that's been the cool party about you is one of the one of the early early on things that i remember about you was i consider myself a really like you know positive upbeat person when i met you I, I mean, I literally could count on one hand how many bad days you've had over the last 14 years. Right. It's been You've been like undeniably positive, glass half full type of guy since I met you, which has been such a cool thing. You I mean, we talked be. about that a little bit earlier, which is really interesting that, that we touched on it, that like some people get on and they're your friends at one point in your life right. and you just change and they can become, you know, a drain. And oh, I, yeah. I think that's one thing is I literally, I think there's been, you know, maybe a handful of times that I've seen you 
even in, I mean, upset, but I, I think you've been in certain situations where maybe you're dealing with something, but I think even the way you deal with that has been in a, is a, is in a positive light, which is something sure. that I've really respected about your, your personality in, and in general. A big thing on that is my family. I think yeah. they've been a huge supporter of all the different things that I kind of dip my hat into and all yeah. that stuff. So giving a big shout out to them to kind of having them as a support structure for me and that's been a huge asset and i think a lot of people don't have that so you run into a lot of depression and other issues that they're not able to kind of look further into i kind of give a broad outlook on it yeah um but yeah it's been fantastic it's a interesting journey (laughs) (laughs) i'm pumped one i mean i feel like we're we're really gonna probably have from this podcast alone hundreds of other podcasts that we're going to be right. like we got to talk about that on yeah. a full episode and just, just and really dive into it right and uh one of the things that we talked about kind of early on of just having at least a little bit of structure to it was i said to pudge i said when as far as like a topic of breaking out from being a kid to an adult and i think those words are probably different for different people of like being kid, adolescent, uh, you know, uh, whatever, however you want to describe that, but that transition from being that kid to an adult. And I think that that happens on very, probably very different ages for a lot of people. I was curious to see when that started to happen and maybe almost twofold. Maybe I'll take it back one more step. When did you think it was supposed to happen? And then maybe when did it actually happen? That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> and, and not to throw too much at right. you, and if you need a minute to, because to be extremely honest, mine supposed to and then actual has been extremely different. Correct. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think I'll kind of talk my way through it. Um, I think it definitely happened later on in life. I think I finally hit that stride of like, I feel 100% like an adult now. Um, my mindset, my spending habits, um, my outlook on life and kind of the goals that I want to achieve. I think there are more mature goals now. Um, and I'm more targeted to those goals and achieving them. Um, obviously when I was younger, I did a lot of stupid stuff. Uh, I made my mistakes, but I think that's helped me grow and kind of, kind of catered my mindset and kind of helped shift where I am now. Um, I think, I mean, I met my stepdaughter when she was three and I was 100% ready for that. I think I've always had an older mentality on things and a more mature outlook on stuff. Mm -hmm. I was never huge into the partying scene and the drugs and stuff like that. That just wasn't something I wanted to focus on. So... I think having my daughter, um, meeting her and her coming into my life at three has pushed me more to think in a mature um, light and kind of make more calculated decisions and not just be gung-ho with stuff. How old were you when she came into your life and then maybe just a little background on... Just in case sure. somebody's thinking like, wait a minute, three years old, how did she right. get involved in your life at three? Like, 
I just stopped just... talking to her. <laughs> Three was a good age. No, um, I graduated from college with my undergraduate, and I was working at uh, Walgreens as assistant manager. And I met my wife Michelle um, actually online, and she was up front with me early on with her having a kid from a previous relationship. They were yep. never married, but um, and. That wasn't even something I had to think about. That yeah. was just kind of like, okay, yep. like not a major um, issue for me in yep. a sense. Because I think I was, I had that old mature way of thinking and I wasn't, I didn't feel that holding us back at all. I yep. was welcoming to that addition to my life. Um, so I met Michelle when she was still in her uh, nursing program and that's Evelyn was three at the time so that's why I came into her life and yeah. she came into mine at three wow three. Uh, and we've been and you were th- I was what was that I was, I was like 24 25 I think yeah okay because that was yeah that makes sense well 14 years ago so it was 21 22 ish yep um yeah, I don't know. You were you mid twenties, mid twenties, mid twenties, because that was when I like first got out to like the Boston area, and right. that was in two. So I was twenty two. You're three years older. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So mid mid twenties when that came right. into your life. Yeah, that was that was. I mean, I remember that change, and then I mean, I think for me, what stands out in my mind too was that whole thing changed you. There was already glimpses of who you were prior to that, and that event like just was the jump off point right. for you in my eyes. Like it just, and I could be wrong with this. Obviously, you know, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but like it just se- it just seemed like that was the beginning to a lot of really cool events. Oh yeah, that like just transpired over the next couple of years because you were like, hey, I'm not 100 percent happy. You got your job out of school and made made decent money and oh, yeah. had insurance. Like that's what everybody wanted to do. But knowing you, I knew that you had a different thought process of like this. That's not it. That's Correct. not what I want to do. Um, but yeah, that that's super interesting. I I think that was a really good catalyst for you to right. Like, you know, and I had a huge support structure and support system with that too because I talked to Michelle. I can remember. Um, we were in her dorm and I was telling her some, the interest I had in serving in the Navy and she was like, do it now because you do four years, you're still young enough. If you don't want to do a career with the Navy, um, get out, you're still young enough to get a job and start that side of it. Cause, uh, a lot of people have that hesitation going into the military of, well, I'm going to be too old when I get out and I kind of missed the boat on that. But I think uh just her giving me 100 percent support yeah. at such an early stage we weren't even we were just dating yeah, that's true um, that's a good point but i knew she was the one that was gonna be the one so it was just making sure she was on the same page as me and supportive on it which no brainer for yeah. her she was definitely uh my number one fan on it so yep and that just kind of led to the the next part of my life that 
it was an interesting chapter. Yeah, that that's actually when when I was writing that topic to you in text message. Right. I was thinking that that was a big that like area in your life that was the part that like began for me because the the neat part was I remember when you called me and and told me that you're like I'm thinking about going into the military. It's right. this and this and this and like all the details of them. Like you got to do it. It was like, yeah. but you. It was almost like you were asking. But you already knew the answer. And which was a really cool thing because I think from like an adult perspective, same thing when I was writing the question, like that's when I felt like you were reaching out to like your close friends for counsel, but you knew it was the right decision. Right. And did you get, did, so obviously we were supportive of it. I mean, I think I said like, hey man, now's the time to do it. It seems like a great time. Did you get positive reinforcement from everybody? I think there's... There was probably some hesitation in the support that my family, my parents gave me. Sure. Uh, especially with the time I enlisted yeah. um, and went off. But I think my my mother's father was in the Navy Reserve for like 43 years or so. So she kind of understood it. Yep. And obviously then I went to college and that's not the traditional step. Yep. Um, but they knew I was unhappy and... The worst case is I come out after four years. I'm a veteran. Um, it's a great experience. I serve my country, and I gain some great experience, work, and life experience through mm-hmm. that. So I would say 98% were supportive. If they had any hesitation, it was they never voiced it yeah. to me. Which, Maybe more for like the like the the safety of you right yeah i and i kind of got that i mean that's like your only hesitation i think in supporting something dangerous is being like well what what happens if you get hurt you know and like i mean that's that happens i i get that but um yeah that was that was a very interesting time when you said that because it's a gut check it makes you almost look around and be like look at somebody making a very selfless decision not only to join the military but also to commit yourself to other people at that point right at 25 years old i mean i get it i get that everybody thinks and i think that maybe loops back to where kind of what we're talking about before of like when do you when are you supposed to be an adult maybe that's 16 17 18 year old range and maybe we can get into that more but like look at that took you to 25 to get to that area and i think not to misquote you but i think you said earlier on now you recently just started Correct. to feel and you're 30 35 35 yeah. now like that i mean that that's that's Am I? Yeah, a, but that's super cool it's like when i thought about it and and you want to put something out there is like i think the pressure on the the even starting maybe earlier now is like for you'd probably know it better than me having um you know having having kids that are growing up is that the pressure's on you even earlier right but the reality is it doesn't take until late, late in your life where you actually start to clarify things a little bit. Right. And I think um, I almost felt like I put life on pause when I went into the military because I wasn't 100% sure if I was going to be doing it in the career. Mm-hmm. And even after 20 years, unless you're an officer, um, you still have to get out of the military and find a job yeah so it's not a guarantee no it's definitely not so i think um yeah it was just an interesting stage and i think having evelyn 
in my life, I think helped push me to, yes, I need to, because the benefits and I knew she would be taken care of while I was uh, serving. But the other thing too, is I think my mentality to my parents was if they had any hesitation with me serving, I'm the Navy does put their sailors in harm's way, but it's not like the Marines or the army um, and the people that are forward deployed to those hazardous situations. So um, it wasn't that kind of put them into perspective. I'm going into one of the quote unquote safer branches. Safer. Yeah. Yeah. Which then sent me to Iraq. So it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that's such a, do you think getting a little bit more to that, to that, maybe child to adult transition or maybe it's child to teenager to adult or whatever that is young adult maybe child to young adult to adult do you think it happens maybe in stages in the the things the steps that you take if you're super self-aware and maybe conscious of what you're doing it gives you the feedback to say you're moving in the right direction or not does that make sense it does i don't think and i think as you get older you realize that there's no set stages Mm-hmm. Um, you kind of switch your life around what's happening now and what you think the best educational decision is mm-hmm. based on what information you have coming out. But um, yeah, because this is not where I would have thought <laughs> myself would be, um, which I'm 100% happy about. Yeah, And I think it's the mistakes that you make when you're younger that you're like, it's not as cookie cutter as you think. And a lot of it is, I mean, I think the other thing that drew me to you as a friend was that you had sort of the same mindset with like planning and like you had very important checkpoints. But I think you realized along with me is sometimes those checkpoints shouldn't be put there because I think society pushes individuals to hit these checkpoints when they're not ready for them or when it's just not what they want yeah um so i think there's a lot of pressure coming from our parents and these outside sources that aren't necessarily the best influence on us and that's the stuff you learn throughout life and i think now that i'm at that age where i can kind of tell my family like I'm my own person. Mm-hmm. Like, I have to put barriers up because yeah. I think they want to surround themselves with you, and that's just overwhelming. Yeah, I think that's a big struggle. I think I think I'm in that same exact spot where it's you you break away with respect to the parental unit or right. the parental unit is be like, all right, you 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 did this, thank you, but it's a it's a springboard to the next step. Sure. And the next step is, I think, I think the part of that transition for me from kid to adult was balancing those expectations, what I thought, what society thought, what they were telling me to do, and then almost my internal feeling or reaction to what I was then doing. To be like, hey, am I on the right track? Right. No, I'm not. It does, it, 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 the, the money checkpoint... It, it's it, we're hitting that but the internal gut feeling it's not i'm not on the right path sure. you know yeah. what i mean oh yeah i think that i think that was a, 
I mean, I agree with you. I mean, I'm 33 now. I think I just started hitting it probably around 30. And I think it's it's a it's a building block of respect for yourself, self-confidence, almost listening to yourself a little bit more, right. or being a little more self-aware. Sure. Um, but that that was very I, I think I think the good thing that with like what I saw in you is that like you never got stalled out in the process. Like you never stopped and said like, "Oh, I'm going to just sit here and let 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 this everything take over and I'm going to magically end up in a good spot. It's like you literally tried, you went to the corporate job, you went to this and that and different, you know, relationships. And then you found what worked. Right. And I think that is like, you tasted all those different things and then said like, that's right. That's not right. I'm going to cut that out, but this is right. I know this is right. You know, it's like you knew in your mind, the relationship was right. Yeah. But you knew the corporate job wasn't right. Which is super interesting to me to like, how did you know that, that, and we'll rewind a little bit. So like when I knew you, like the day you got the Walgreens job, I remember it being like a significant thing, like 40 something thousand dollars yeah. back in 2007, 2008. So yeah. the world was in a, in a decline. Right. Now you're going to that job making decent money. Like when did that not feel right? And when did you say... I'm, I have to do something about it because there's a lot of people out there, probably some people that may listen to this in the future that are like, I mean that, how do you do Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like, how do you, you know, how like easy it is to yeah. say it, but like, how did you, how did you know it was wrong? And then how did you get out? I think surrounding yourself with positive thinkers and people that don't settle. And I'm, I don't want that to come off as me being cocky or thinking that people that settle are doing it wrong because that might work for their situation and who am I to say what's right and wrong good point but for my situation even when I was dating Michelle like I was miserable going into work yeah and I just spent I did the five-year program at Franklin Pierce they just loved me so much (laughs) they couldn't get rid of me but um I just like driving to work and driving away from work were the happiest points of my day. And I knew that was wrong automatically. And I think a big influence on that was my father because seeing how he went, we went bankrupt and he had to rebuild and then start his business again and all that stuff. And he was never upset with his job. He always, he was upset at the situation that happened, but he loved his job. He liked the stadium uh, he was playing in. Correct. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's um, interesting. That's oh a yeah. good point. So I think seeing him and knowing that you can find jobs that you can be appreciated in and you don't have to hate being there. Yep. Um, yeah, I think just having that awareness to say this is wrong Um and to take that risk to say, even if what I think was wrong was right, um, I need to make the decision and fail. Yeah. Because if I fail, I'm still going to be proud that I took that leap. Right. You could always go back. It's like you almost like you got to a level in a video game where you could then, if you if something failed going back, you could always like yeah, kind of yeah, you safe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a good point. I what? hit that. Yeah, yeah and I think with, I mean, you don't necessarily have to have a 
college degree to feel like you have a ton of opportunity out there. There's so many different jobs and so many different careers that you can get into that you don't necessarily need a college degree for. But there's so much opportunity out there um, that I knew that I could find it. I just needed to put the time in. And it's not going to be quick because, I mean, I I just graduated from photography school in June and I've been applying to jobs since. And I just got hired... um, in six November. months correct six months of like on the on the grind yeah and it's, in having all that behind you correct i have a college degree i have now a, a secondary i have military experience correct. and still on that right that's where i think i mean to go back to that earlier point i think that's where like your mindset is something that like intrigues me because no matter what the scenario which i think is super insightful from like a if somebody's listening being like it doesn't matter like the external if you can control your internal right. which i think that same thing that's what attracted to me earlier on i was like no matter what this guy gets put into he always has a response that's that's like an unlock right there right maybe the economy's bad maybe it's not the right job but like you you have that ability to look at it and be like nah this isn't right i know what i have to do i know what i then need to do to change sure what one thing that so like I think it would be valuable to people scary moment when you're probably signing up for the military or maybe when you're going on a plane to somewhere to like boot camp like what what for you was like that fear that like overwhelming fear during that maybe time that you persevered through if you if you have something in mind with that I think, I mean, luckily, I don't, I don't have like one defining moment that like scared me yep. because I felt like I built so much up in my utility pouch yep. that if something went wrong, I could fall back on something yep. or I'm, my mind's always wondering like and looking at different um options on either careers or like trying to f- buy a franchise or trying to invest or something like that. Yep. So I knew if something didn't work out, yep. that I would just try something else. Yeah. I like and that. I think um I go back it's as corny as it sounds, having that strong support system behind you. Um I mean Michelle through this whole process, she's like, don't just pick a job. Um, there are companies that will pay you what you're worth and they value you and what you bring to the company and your position. Don't just settle for something. And the interviews, I had two, three-hour interviews with the company. And when I walked in there, it was like, that was the craziest feeling ever. Mm-hmm. Because I'm sitting in front of these people. They're asking me about my resume and... For the first time, people are blown away with what I can offer. Yep. And right then I knew these people value what I can offer them. Mm-hmm. And um, I was getting interviewed from the VPs in the company. And that's for them to think that my experience and what I can offer is valuable. Mm-hmm. That was like, all right, jackpot. And yep. everything, all the stress leading up to it and getting nerves for yep. the interview just went away. Um 
And I think that was, I guess that was kind of a scary feeling in a sense because I've never had that before. And it was such a new experience for me. So I was just blown away. And walking out, I was like... Do you know when you walked out you had it? uh, Or do you have a feeling? No, okay. okay. I felt like they were either really good at lying (laughs) or or I impressed them because... um, I found out later on that so there were five separate interviews. Yeah. That you had to go to? It was like so it was a panel of five people. Jeez. Wow. Then they would just come in like one after Rapid another. Rapid fire right. they're 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 like very corporate questions Correct. at you. Yeah. <laughs> so but they like apparently I wouldn't have made it to the next person. Yeah. If, if I wasn't something. something of interest to them. So that was so I kind of had a good feeling. Plus, I knew someone that worked there that kind of um, forwarded my resume yep. along. So I knew I already had a step up just knowing someone yep. in the company. Um, and I'm sure that individual, I don't want to say that person's name, but yep. um, I felt like they putting their neck out for me mm-hmm. meant a lot. And if they weren't, if I wasn't of interest them they wouldn't have reached out to me yep so um yeah that was just i because i never had that even interviewing for walgreens yep it was just you were young yeah i think we're at that spot now is where we're getting into our early 30s your mid thirties. I'm, okay, I'm right easy. there. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, we gotta really pound that that home. Yeah, next year, I'm retiring. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you start to gain a little bit of that respect back right but i also i i don't think it's just the age number i also think it's what you've done on your resume sure a big thing with me that i saw in you and i didn't know it then but i can kind of see it now and maybe like the corporate world what they're seeing is you in you is the emotional intelligence is like people don't really from a job getting perspective i think it's it's exacerbated because it's being looked at because you're looking they're looking to employ you yeah but i think it's super applicable in like everyday life that emotional intelligence and you know for people that don't know what emotional intelligence is google it but it's just being it's just being like for you i just think you respond well in certain situations because like that's who you are you're very when I when I first met you, I, I almost knew, like, you didn't pull any punches. Like, what you see is what you get. Yeah. Like, who he is presenting himself. Unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I think that pays dividends. Right. And I think that a lot of people, like, when you're early on and putting up maybe a front is to to really get back to who you are. And then you'll find that path that's supposed to, that, like, you're supposed to be on. Sure. You know? And that, that's a huge thing is, first, you have to figure out who you are. Yeah. Because... I was not a good match for Walgreens. Yeah. I was a good match for the company I'm working, well, got hired for. Yep. Um, so I think that's a big step. And I think I go back to putting so much stuff in my utility belt because I know I don't want to do the military. So like the government jobs or that type of job yep. is not a good fit for me. I need to find a company that appreciates the employees and has a good work environment because i think you can the work can be tough but if you're surrounded by good people and they're relaxed and they're on your team and not going against you i think that makes the work a lot easier to deal with um and 
it was so refreshing going into this quote unquote corporate company because they didn't give that um that aura i guess off yep. that vibe they didn't it wasn't like the corporate like very cut and dry type thing they're very supportive of their employees and i just i feel like i hit a home run mm-hmm. on it um and i'm just extremely thankful for everything leading up to this point because i think that kind of trained me and prepared me for working for this type of company i don't think i would be ready to go into this right out of college yeah um so i am glad that i took the time off i served my country i kind of figured out who i am Mm -hmm. and then that's when i could apply to a company and offer them a complete package yep um and i think emotional intelligence is huge like i love people i love helping people out um and when i'm surrounded by people i think that's where i excel the Mm -hmm. most and i think they did get a good feeling um from just interacting with me and i think that was a major part of getting the position is they were looking for family members in a sense mm-hmm. more than just a co-worker yep and then obviously i had the the credentials and the training to fill now it's just me getting trained on how they operate and what their business practices sure what so when did you let's like circle back to like early on maybe like end of middle school early if you can remember this (laughs) so like early so late middle school early high school six i don't know 14 15 16 17 you start to get there when did you feel so if you can as best as you can describe it as as twice that age now sorry to keep poking at your age i'm sorry (laughs) you know what i mean um like, what did you feel then was an adult? Or did you already feel like you were there? Um, I don't know. I think I've always felt old for my age. Okay. Or I guess, lack of a better word, mature. Yep. But I definitely wasn't mature. Yep. And I had no idea what was out there. Um, I think... So you thought you were there. You thought at that age, you start driving, you start getting close to like you know over the 17 18 you're like hey this is what society tells me i'm an adult now i'm there i feel good no i think no i think it so was maybe, society telling me hey you're an adult you got to figure that out but deep down you knew so it's a contradiction yeah society was telling you yes but i was saying i'm not but ready i was saying for it. no yeah interesting I and like i think that. i just followed the next step i think oh after high school is college or yep. the military or trade school or whatever but i think coming from a family with that was they never went into trade schools they went the traditional route and i think that's what kind of do you feel that you felt that you you felt i need to go to college instead of yep and i think that was because i viewed my dad as so successful and my mother as a very successful woman yep um they both are hard workers in their own light yep but i think that was kind of like all right, you have to go. And that, like, I was not ready for college. Yeah. That's why I did, did you the take five time? Years. You didn't take time. No, I should You went right into it, but you right. should. Gotcha. gotcha. Correct. And I think we spoke earlier is going back, I would encourage anyone to do community school. Yep. Pay that off. Yeah. Because um, I think that's also what leads to 
a lot of issues later on in life is paying that tuition bill and mm. you haven't been in school mm -hmm. for the last 10 or 15 years but you're still paying that and you're seeing that effect yeah and a lot of the people now aren't using their college degrees yep i mean um so i think that's i think taking the pressure off of people and these young kids to let them kind of make their own mistakes yep people go to school they go to college when they're 60 or whatever it's yeah. just whatever's time timing's right for them is going to be the best opportunity and they'll appreciate it yep. more especially if you're going to community school and you're paying for it you say all right i'm getting all the kind of the general stuff out of the way so that when i do go to a college i can just kill it and go for the program that i know i want because i bounced around from like six different majors in yep. college and that also set me back because i didn't have enough credits or enough prereqs of what my major was mm -hmm. but if i had that opportunity to fail in community college or whatever um take a year off and just work i think i would have appreciated going to college because um, my dad always told me like you can he always put it like if you don't put the time in you're not going to get the reward for your time type mm -hmm. of thing so i just didn't know what he was talking about when I was <laughs> but i see it now i think yeah there's a there's a huge cause and effect like you don't put the time in you're not going to succeed and get that job that you really deserve and really what you want yep do you if you could go back to meet pick pick the age 14 15 16 17 year old derek pudge in my eyes right <laughs> what if you you could like flash back and you could spend five minutes ten minutes something short sure. short amount of time and you could say to him what do you think that like from you now and i and i think that's going to change because i mean i think we look at it in the in the scope of things i mean we're in our 30s this is like bananas to even oh, be yeah. thinking that like what we're going to be thinking when we're 60s right and still have another 30 years to live yeah but like if you could go back now and just maybe five minutes ten minutes five seconds whatever you think you need is there a message that you would put you would put back there to to young to it's young temporary it's temporary because everything i mean that was the unless you're in jail for life that's permanent but everything in life is temporary i mean the four years five years whatever you're in school that's just a short section of your life yep and just to like grind that part of it out because it will affect you for the rest of your life um and you might not even realize what doors you're closing but i think the mistakes i made led me to where i'm at now yep and i think i'm glad that i'm i made the mistakes because i'm i wouldn't I know what I need to do to kind of change my future um, to where I want to be. And I think that's you brought it up where like um, we feel like age, like I feel like I'm so old at 35, but I'm really not. I know it's so bizarre. like my mindset has changed so much. Like everything that I want, like I want all these toys and I want to like rush to get all this stuff and go on all these trips and stuff. 
And then I sit back and I'm like, I have another 30 or 40 years to do all this stuff. Like, Easily. Just with advi- I mean, oh, with yeah. things now, like I just, I even see it. It's going to be crazy. The thought process of how far we've come in 30 years right. to then the next 40 years. Yeah. It's going to be bananas as far oh, yeah. as like advancements in health. Sorry. <laughs> but I, you know, it's like, I think that I'm like, man, it's like, but same thing. Like society's like you're middle age now. Yeah. I'm like, what? To whom? To whom? Right. Yeah. So I, I think just stepping back and realizing like, just take it as it comes mm-hmm. um, and realize you'll eventually get there. You just got to work for it. Yeah. I, I, one of the things that I, like when I thought of this question or I heard it somewhere, I, I'm not privy to that, um, to that answer, but somebody early, early on said like, what would you go back and tell yourself at that point? Or like when you're, when you're like you're 16, 17, right. whatever, 15 year old self. And like what came to my mind then was like, what you think matters now is literally going to have no like effect. effect on you right. at all like no. the big things you're in high school and that boy or girl is literally walking up and down the halls ragging on you you're like f- five ten years from now that you're not even gonna know what that person is it's gonna like you said it this is just such a temporary this too shall pass right. it's gonna go be it's gonna be it's gonna be different and it's not gonna have any effect on you. Well, I think it's it's harder now for kids. Yeah, like it carries. Yeah, yeah. With the you social media and all that BS, like when we were in high school or middle school, you have an issue with someone, you go and kick their ass, or you like <laughs> speak <confront>. for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it's like it's crazy. Like we didn't have to worry about things going on the internet. Yeah. And people that we have no idea who they are is seeing stuff that's going on in my life. Yeah. We didn't have to worry about that. People are going to criticize you right now for telling this. No, they won't. But, I mean, is it that, but that, isn't that crazy? Like, yeah. for, I'm, I'm fascinated by that because it, it just blows my Come mind. Come find me. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it's like people are going to criticize. And that would, honestly, yeah. I said that last night to Ames. I said, I, the one also thought about this putting stuff out there is that like you're gonna tell vulnerable things me included about ourselves that we're like yeah that's gonna be weird somebody's gonna be like that's not right or that's not the way that i think about it and people are gonna and maybe that brings to a next question like i think it's easy to say it now when you're looking back how did you deal like so meaning it's easy to say it now hey it's it's not gonna be forever yeah but when you when you have to deal with the minute to minute reality of the boy or girl at school is picking on you or like I'm just not happy I know there's more in my life but you know it is X amount of years how did you get through that? I, and that's a great point because I think yeah it's great hindsight's twenty twenty yeah um I think just the experience is what you learn from. Yeah. I mean, there's no, I guess, easy answer for that. Um, but I, I mean, I freaked out when I was young. I thought everything was going to, that was the world when yeah. I was back at that age. And I cared what people thought. And um, But I think you grow out of that. Do you think that, do you think that making that, I and I don't think it's a mistake, but entering that paradigm of being like oh i'm feeling this 
I'm not. I, I don't have the 35-year-old mindset. I have to be in the misery group, yeah. to then grow to the place where you are. Do you think that like the message to younger kids maybe isn't, oh, it's going to get better, but like wallow in that hurt feel that yeah. because that's what changes you not the oh it's gonna it's just like it's magic yeah. because that's not life anyway correct you know what I mean no and I think that's spot on I think that's what you you just gotta go through the suck yeah because that will people that know to not treat people like shit other people that were treated like shit yeah big so time. you can't relate to people unless you've been through yep. that I guess that dark point in your life. And as long as it doesn't become something that's going to physically hurt you or cause damage so that you can't get to your 35-year-old body or whatever or mind, yep. I think you just got to take it for what it is yep. and just know that it's not it's temporary. It's not going to be like that forever. Yep. There's going to be positive people in your life and friends that you have similar interests in and can motivate each other with. Um, and that's just, I think that's the part of life that just kind of happens. Um, but making sure you go through all these different experiences so you can kind of mold yourself so that later on you have a a wider scope of things. And I was lucky enough growing up that I had, um, different experiences to kind of go through and experience. So I think that's a big part of it and kind of where it helped shape who I am today. Yeah. But it sucks too because not a lot of people have the positive That's support. That's what I mean. That's so, the hard part is how do you pull yourself through it? Well, now they're lucky to some degree because there's so much technology out there and yep. so many different motivators and public speakers and different things and education tools out there that I didn't have. So I think not, just I think just hearing you say it too is yeah. like some 14 year old dude is gonna be like yep I'm in that shit right now mm-hmm. I'm just in it I'm in it and like this guy is 35 years old and went through it oh yeah and said like you're gonna go through it but like what's what's the other choice yeah walk through it learn from it and then don't be that asshole later on like yep. share the experience so that someone can hear that from you yep and know that there is hope yeah um yeah, and I think that it's great that there's so many, so much stuff out there for people. If you don't have it in your life personally, you can find it out in the internet. Yeah. Um, and I think that's that's a great tool for the younger crowds or even people now. Yeah. There's so much more accessible information that they might not feel comfortable going to see a doctor. Yeah. But there's stuff out on the internet or YouTube that people can look at and say all right i'm not going to do something that i'm going to screw the rest of my life up with right i think we're in that kind of middle like almost like a sandwich generation where we're like we see our parents that we're very kind of like this is how it is this yeah. is why we play by the rules and like we work our nine to five we don't get fulfillment from our work but that's not the point the point is to support the, the family yeah you know what i mean but then like you see the generation below us and they're like hey i want purpose i want feeling we're kind of in that weird spot where it's like we see the parents of like oh we got to do what we got to do yeah but we also want a little bit of fulfillment from it too which Correct. i which i think is is uh i i personally think that that's a great 
transition point to be in. Sure. And I think just having, you know, the, the medium to be able to like put things out there. And I think we're finally at the point in our like lives where we're, we're, we're actually going to be sharing things and right. where our, maybe our generation didn't share those things, but maybe now it's starting to be comfortable where we're, we're okay too. Yeah. And I think, I mean, I don't know how a lot of people's parents are, but it's very hard to have your parents open up to yep. like what mistakes they made yep. when they were younger. They would, they just say, don't make those mistakes. Well, there's the culture now with the younger generation is why, like, why do I have to make those mistakes? Like right. what, what did you go through? Why am I going through this type of thing? And I think a lot of companies are switching over to find that balance of, People want to enjoy what they do and not hate going to work because yep. it's not the same generation as when their parents were kids. Yep. No, and I, I think agree. That's a, the best of both worlds. I think that's super important. I listened to something. I, I forget. It was it was it was Sadhguru, and he was saying that like somebody said like when are you going to retire? And he's an Indian uh, gentleman, and he's got a lot of different background. But they said, when are you going to retire? And he said, I don't think I'm ever going to retire because the reality of the human race is there's always going to be a need. Right. So meaning there's always going to be something. We'll take a break for three seconds while I let the dog out. She's going bananas. (laughs) But feel free to add anything you'd like. But, you know, it's like it was it was super interesting to me because I think we're at that crossroads where we can be honest with what the world needs and we're almost being able to then see what what the world needs instead of thinking like corporations are like, we need another gadget. Right. Instead of that, it can be derived from like, well, what's wrong right now? Like, what are things going on out there? Like mental health is a big issue. Right. Maybe we need to shed more light on that. And that's how we can not only be prosperous, make money, support our families, but we can also increase the human race with just support. Sure. You know? And I think there's a good amount of companies are offering those programs and that support structure to their employees because they know if you're providing a strong support system for these people, they're not going to want to go anywhere yeah. else. Like they're going to fight for their company as hard as they can because they know the company has their back and their support is not an unsupported statement that they're trying to make. Yep. I think the companies are now like they, they're forced to adapt. Yeah. I, th- I think that I think probably half of them are making the decision consciously of like we need to serve humanity, and I think that the other half is going, oh my god, we have to because yeah. guess what, we're going to be ex- we're not going to exist if, if we don't. You know, it's like it's a it's amazing landscape that we're kind of in where like it is morphing to that, and you see a lot of people that are in really good places doing very good for humanity as well. Like, right. like taking care of one another and spreading that positive, that positive vibe, I think is super, super important. And oh, I think it it's happening. Is. I think yeah. just with what we're doing right now, it's like, we put this out here, we record it in a little room and then we, then we throw it out and like somebody in like another part of the country can, or yeah. the world listen to something and go, Hey, that guy said one thing and I got one, like one little thing tidbit of value from that right and it was important it changed maybe the way i, I look i could sure. relate i you know what maybe I, I don't 
I don't want to think that like you know one conversation is going to change the world, but it could. Yeah, and you, and you know, know. It's the podcast that I listen to, I've picked up tidbits where I'm like, oh, that helps me change my outlook for the day. Day turns into a week, week turns into a month, month turns into a year. Now I'm having a better time because of one thing, of one mindset shift. Right. You know. And the 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 whole men the that mindset switch I think is the biggest. Once that shifts, I think it's open open door yeah. from that side because yeah i mean even the you don't have to agree with everything that people are saying on the podcast yep but if it helps you switch your mindset a little bit and kind of cater it towards your life i think that's helpful because it's not what i go through isn't going to be exactly what you're going through but Right. Some of the experiences or the mindset that I had going through it might be able to switch into something that you're going through. Right. So, yeah, I mean, it's, I'm, the other thing, like I was saying about there's so much stuff out there, like back in our day, we would never have this unless one of our friends or one of our friend's parents, if they were a mentor of us, um, would shed a little bit of light but there's so much stuff out there now yeah. that you can get so much information from multiple different sources and i would encourage that like no yep. one's word is the bible right so just getting so many different ideas from multiple different people and then making your own educated yeah. guess or decision yep. on that is going to be beneficial to you i agree I think that's the one thing, like, when I think back of, like, 15, 16-year-old Mike, it's, like, I would say feel it and process your feelings more. Meaning, right. and I literally have just started doing this now with, like, doing, with going to therapy and meditation of being, like, why am I feeling that? What is it? And I think that's when you hear like the cliche stuff is like even the worst things have like value in them is digging in and being like, why do I feel that way? Why do I think this way? What what conditioning prior to made me think this way? And then if I like it, how do I stick with it? Right. If I don't like it, how do I change it? Sure. You and know? I think that that's the whole mindset like with the therapy, like everyone thinks that it had such a negative connotation to it yep. and people being able to hear that and be like, whoa, someone else is going to therapy or yep. I think switching a lot of this mindsets and stigmas that were put out there from earlier on, even my, yeah, um, when I was going through it, I think knowing to reach out before it's too late is yep. a massive um, tool. Yep. And I think that will help avoid a lot of potential heartache and misery yeah um because it is it is becoming more normal than more abnormal to yep. go to therapy yeah and i think that's fantastic yep because having that third party someone that doesn't have any background experience with you and already have an image painted you just go talk and right. they give you advice on how to add more tools to your tool belt to kind of 
go through those things. I yeah. think that's super important for things. It's just understanding like your operating system. I think yeah. like Gary V said it early on is like if your operating system isn't right, the rest of it won't work. It's Correct. like if if your mind isn't okay, no no matter the amount of physical work that you do and all these different things that you think are or like material wealth that you I, I just don't think that it's going to be where it should be right. of like from a true happiness perspective if you don't figure those all figure those things out i agree and i think realize and that's when i said i think i'm becoming more of an adult now with yep. my mindset because i used to buy the top of the line models of cars and i was very materialistic on stuff and felt oh well as long as you have money you're happy yeah, yeah and yeah. everyone was like oh well, money make money doesn't make you happy and i was like all right well you're just being corny right because you have a ton of money right right right, right. you're already there <laughs> you it may be easy for you right. to say well let's be clear i do not have a ton of money um at all but i realized like um i was paying so much money for other people to see me yep at a red light yep and i'm never gonna see them again yeah like Oh, so you said my car's cool, or oh, I like your wheels, or something like that. Well, I'm still paying. That's a very not expensive compliment. <laughs> yeah. Um, and now I realize, like, going back to basic stuff is yeah. so much better because now my car's paid off. Uh, I can have my dog and kids jump around my car and not worry about my dog's paws being clean or my kid. Um, spilling something in the car like yep i think we put so much stress on these material goods that it really doesn't matter yeah. and you're the one that's going through all the suffering so that other Just people yeah to think you're cool correct to be like oh he made it he made correct. it i think there's like there's a, a huge huge lesson in that and we're at 57 almost 58 minutes if you are up for it i would like to take a quick break and if you'd want to record we don't have to go for another hour but if you want to record maybe like a you know another part two to this i'd be no if, i'm good if you're uh, you're no i'm not no, we're gonna <laughs> no he's going home that's it i mean you know no i think we're on a good roll okay and i think if we do it yeah let's follow it all right brother we'll uh take a uh brief break we'll split it out into two sessions we'll also have a word from our sponsors wait no, nope, we don't I'm have any. I'm just getting word. We do not. Uh, no, that's true. We do not have sponsors yet. Okay. Uh, no, we'll take a quick break. We'll be awesome. back and we'll do it again. Thank you, sir. I appreciate you staying Anytime. around. Anytime.